you're tuned in to the Neo Academy podcast. My name's Mark and welcome to another episode of Neo Ideas, weekly insights from the world of education. The neuroscience of building new habits. Every single year, many of us sit down to reflect on the 12 months that have just elapsed and the 12 in front of us. How well did we do on our own personal scale? What can we learn? What can we take forward to move towards the things we want to achieve? The beauty and the tyranny of the blank page in equal measures. But we've been here before, the year before, and the year before that. Some things we might have managed to change, others we have not. The gym spike, as it's called, is a real thing, with huge increase in membership signups in January of between 34 and 50% slumping back to previous levels, often by March. Advertising plays on this, of course. Given that so many of us are feeling far from our personal and best after the indulgence of the holidays, and the blank page of a new year offers that chance at redemption. Advertisers play on this, and they tap into that feeling every single year. Setting goals and then not achieving them, however, is just not good for us. We can feel demotivated, disempowered, just plain disappointed in ourselves. Or we can blame all the stuff that got in our way, and while we're sitting down to set new goals, we've not really addressed the reasons, the real reasons, why the previous attempt did not succeed. It is a bad cycle to fall into. The thing is that while most of us have heard of SMART goals and stretch goals and all the rest of it, we don't often talk about the habits and personal beliefs that underpin all of it. We can set all the incremental targets we want, but if something fundamental is not shifting in the way we see our ability to achieve them, or in the daily habits that support change, or how we see ourselves, then we're just setting ourselves up for more disappointment. So what might we do to set ourselves up for a greater chance of success in setting resolutions? Fortunately, we're really starting to understand a whole lot about how to build lasting change into our lives. Unlearn to relearn. The focus on moving forward is only half the story. As we learn to do new things or to build in new habits, we have to unlearn the old ones. This process of adaptive unlearning is a combination of letting old habits or beliefs wither away and gradually building in new ones. The phrase deep unlearning is key here because we're talking about habits and beliefs which might have been ingrained for decades, how we eat, how we communicate, how we feel about ourselves, the stories we tell ourselves about what we are, and so much more. Deep unlearning requires us to really reflectively question why we do things the way we do them and unpack all the elements that make up the choices we make and the triggers that precede those choices. So much of this has become automated by a brain that just loves routine, predictability, and the same old same. Rather than just saying, I need to become better at listening to others this year and going straight to goal setting, we recommend spending time on the deconstruction of your old habits first. Why do you interrupt people? Is it all people or just some? What triggers this behavior? How do you feel when interrupted? Yourself. Who makes you feel like you're really being listened to and what are they doing? Limbic friction. Preparing to make change in our lives is going to work much better if we're feeling good in general. Eating and sleeping well and setting positive routines in place is all fundamentally part of this. The neuroscientist Andrew Huberman in his hugely popular podcast talked at length about the neurology and biochemistry of making and breaking habits. He summarized that 
He said, quote, adjusting habits requires overcoming limbic friction, the energy to overcome anxiety, procrastination, and or fatigue. You'll want to leverage the natural rhythms of your brain and body to make it more likely that you will engage or maintain habits, end quote. From optimal caffeine intake and delay to daylight exposure and focus setting, Huberman sets out the empirical approach to a well-crafted day that will support wider change. The biochemical effects of food are really well documented by Dr. Michael Greger on his not-for-profit website, Nutrition Facts, which goes into much greater detail on the way different food affects our mood, our chemistry, and our ability to become the best versions of ourselves. We recommend both of these. The law of marginal gains. The 31st of December does not morph into the 1st of January suddenly. The clock ticks, the year shifts, and the transformation is sudden and radical. Habit change is not like that at all. When we sit in our sofas watching TV on the 31st and then explode out of the house in lycra-clad optimism on the 1st, that race is not a marathon. It's a sprint, and it'll be over shortly. Real change happens a bit at a time. Smokers might one day reach for the chewing gum instead of the cigarette, but though the action was sudden, there was likely a gradual process of change behind it, from cutting down to reflecting on the impact of the habit on hygiene, health, and finances. The law of marginal gains says that small changes made each day can add up to remarkable results. This is well documented in areas like sports and business, and author James Clear in his book Atomic Habits has taken this much further into a clearly codified manual for making lasting change in our lives. Atomic Habits. This really is a remarkable book, and no, we're not receiving commission from the publisher to say so. We could delve into neuroscience or behavioral psychology, but the author Clear really has drawn it all together for us with three key lessons. Lesson one is small habits make a big difference. And the law of marginal gains is key here. Mathematically, if you get 1% better each day, you'll be 37 times better by the end of the year. Have you ever walked up a hill step by step and then turned around and been surprised at how high you've climbed? It's like that. And starting on the 1st of January by saying you're going to get 1% better at something each day, rather than go from zero to 100 overnight, is much more realistic. Lesson two is forget about setting goals, focus on your system instead. This is really interesting because the focus is not on the goal itself, but on all the things you do that support the opposite. If your goal is to get fit, you're likely to succeed, less likely to succeed than by saying, I will focus on identifying and breaking all the bad habits that support an unhealthy lifestyle. When you come home from work and immediately slump into a chair and then identify the cue and the reward that make that happen and focus on changing it by removing it or making it unattractive, that's progress. Lesson three is build identity-based habits. This means, again, not focusing on what you want to do, but who you want to be. Every time you make a small change towards that, it's effectively a vote towards building a new identity. Gandhi didn't actually say, quote, be the change you wish to see in those exact words, but that was the essence of it. And it's true. A quote from the book Atomic Habits says, the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. True long-term thinking is goalless thinking. 
It's not about any single accomplishment. It's about the cycle of endless refinement and continuous improvement. Ultimately, it is your commitment to the process that will determine your progress. Walk your own path. Advertisers know how you want to feel, and they'll tell you the cure is by consuming their goods or services. Funny that, isn't it? Tradition talks of setting goals on the 1st of January as being about change behaviours, as though we can simply flick a switch and it's all about willpower, whatever that is. And when we fail to achieve these goals, we turn that inwards and just tell ourselves the story that we can't change or it's just too hard or it's something else's fault. Be gentle with yourself. By understanding our own brains and cultivating new systems to break apart old ones bit by bit, we can change at our own pace celebrate every small step towards who we want to be. You can't sell that, mass produce or commoditize it, which is perhaps why we hear far less about it. That doesn't make it any less true. So beyond 2023, we ask you, who is it that you want to be? Mm -hmm.